Father, we thank you for this day, and we thank you for just an opportunity to not only celebrate you, but to celebrate life. We thank you for the prayers that have been prayed, for the songs that have been sung. We just thank you, God, for just giving us a brand new day. And we ask as we look into your word this day that you will be glorified in all things, and that you will be high and lifted up, and that Folks will know that it's because of you that they live, they move, and they have their very existence. And so we declare even now that the word will fall upon the good soil of our heart and that it will gain great root and that we will grow thereby. We thank you and we honor you for it all. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So we are into our third episode of our series called Stories. Sharing your faith adventure with others. And today we are going to look into this. And when I was putting this one together, I was thinking about HGTV. And for those of you that uh, know what HGTV is, it is home and garden television and if you didn't know that's what the HG stood for but the point that we're going to talk about today is how things look and then how things can be okay and I want to just start off by saying it like this that before Jesus comes into your life you're spiritually dead and God gives us new life through Christ Jesus, and he does that for his glory and for our good. Now, we have gone through, as, as I said, this is the third episode, so this episode, episode number three, well, first of all, we did episode number one. Episode number one was tell the truth. Then episode number two, we talked about the truth of the facts. And today we are stopped here at episode number three, and we're going to call this episode The Renovation. The Renovation. Now, as always, so we can all be on the same sheet of music, we have to come up with the definitions. Our first definition is what is a story? A story is a connected account or narration of some happening. Our second definition is dead. Dead means without life. Our third definition is renovation, which is the act of renewing, a making new after decay, destruction, or deprivation. Let me hit you with that one, one more time. Renovation is the act of renewing, a making new after decay, destruction, or deprivation. And then a very wonderful word, a fourth definition grace. Appropriately, the free, unmerited love and favor of God. The spring and source of all benefits men receive from him. 
And so we're going to look at Ephesians, the second chapter, starting at that first verse. We're going to do a little bit of reading today because we're going to go 1 through 10. And we're going to be in that English Standard Version today. Ephesians, the second chapter, verse number 1, English Standard Version says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins, in which you once walked following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of the body and the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. And then some of my favorite words that you can discover in the Bible. Ephesians 2 and 4. But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you were saved. And raised up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of the grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God. Not a result of work so that no one may boast. For we are his workmanship. Another version says, we are his masterpiece. Mm -hmm. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Mm -hmm. Romans the 12th chapter. The first verse says it like this. In the English Standard Version. I appeal to you therefore brethren by the mercies of God. To present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Verse 2 says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. For, verse 3, for by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will fall upon the good soul of our heart, that we will grow thereby. Yes. Now, as I said before, the series title this week is The Renovation. And we talked about a renovation is a renewing. And I brought up the program HGTV uh, the first time that Lady Yolanda asked me to watch the show with her. I was, I got to admit, I was a little bit um, upset because there was no action. <laughs> there were no explosions. There was, there was nothing to really catch the interest. Um, my wife loves... To look at houses. I mean, look, like loves to look at houses. I'm like, if we ain't going to buy it, I don't need to go look at it. But um, marriage causes you to make adjustments. So I heard three amens on that. Okay. All right. Marriage causes you to make adjustments. And so I sat there with the 
husband smile on my face watching HGTV. Uh, as we were watching it, and uh, we, the people would purchase a house, and the house would have not been lived in for a certain number of years or whatever, but they would go in and make the house better. And they would renovate the house. And they would cause the house to look differently. Now the structure of the house sometimes didn't change. The exterior would probably be a little different because of paint, because of um, they may have cut down some bushes or whatever, but the inside is what really looked different. Hold on, I'll I get you there in a minute. They would keep try to keep the outside the same and, and try to, you know, just spruce it up a little bit. But the inside, you would walk in and they'd have the most modern of amenities in there and they'd have reconfigured the original four plan. They would have done some things to it to make it more modern, make it more feasible, make it more what someone would want to purchase in today's society. And so we, based upon Ephesians, the second chapter, are like that old house that we have through life have things have grown up on us and we don't have that much curb appeal mm -hmm. okay. but there's some folks that say because of Jesus I don't look like what I've been through Amen. there are some things that have occurred that we need to address though that sometimes we focus so much on the exterior of the house that we forget to make sure that our plumbing and electrical and sewage and everything is up to code. And later on down the road, we end up having complications and the things don't work right. So we have to have Someone that has been trained, someone that has been uh, sanctioned, certified to come in and fix that which has the deficiencies. And so where I was thinking about today as, I, as this renovation thing came to my mind is if you don't even know what a hammer is, I don't think you should be going to nobody's house talking about doing no renovation. If you don't know what a saw is, if you don't, if you don't know the basic tenets of what are necessary for you to fix a house, I, I, I don't think you should participate in the repairs. But some of us are so confident in ourselves. I remember there used to be a, a show on television. When I say the name, everybody's going to be like, yeah, y'all watched it too, called The Cosby Show. 
And on the Cosby show, whenever something went wrong in the house, Mr. Cosby would go to fix it. And his wife would always say, why don't you call the repairman? He'd be like, no, I'll fix it. Now, Mr. Cosby had the tool belt with all the tools hanging down off of it. He had the bibs. He had the little hat that you wore that looked like you knew what you was doing, but he ain't know what he was doing. And would end up having to call the repairman to come fix it. There are some things that are in our lives that we have tried to fix ourselves. And in the end, we discover that it's not repaired properly. In fact, sometimes when we think we got it fixed, it just causes damage in other areas of our lives that we weren't expecting. We think that just because we smile and just because we can show on Facebook that we are happy that we're happy, but that's not true happiness. We think just because we can put on the facade of looking like everything is okay, that we're okay. But we're not okay. So, Paul is bringing out in these two sets of scriptures this fact that you can know how to do 99.9% of the work. But that tenth of a percent can be so devastating. We talked about before in our first episode, we talked about the fact that 99% of the truth is what? 100% a lie. We need the person. We need the renovator to come and fix us up. When we try to do it within ourselves, it's impossible. When we try to do it within ourselves, it's impractical. When we try to do it within ourselves, it is actually destructive. So I just want to encourage us today is to go through a true renovation. The renovation requires us to, first of all, realize that something needs fixed. Maybe the landscape is not the way it should be, and we need to get a professional out there because if you try to fix it, you may be like Mr. Cosby and cause more things to be broken. Our neighbor was having some yard work done. They were actually having a... Um, They were having, uh, what them things called, baby? The no, the other stuff, the, the water things. The, uh, sprinkler. the sprinkler system. Irrigation system, that's, uh, that's the word I was looking for. The irrigation system installed. And they had the guys come out and do it, but the guys did not do their due diligence. And we were sitting in the house, and Yolanda comes upstairs, and she says, hey, what happened to the internet? And I was like, I don't know. 
Well, we found out what happened. They cut off fiber cable. Yeah, off the cable line. And I was, I was not. Good thing was they came out and immediately fixed it. But I was just like, that's something. If you don't know what's beneath the surface, you can cause some complications. And them complications. And our neighbors were, they, they were very, they were very remorseful about it happening. Well, you know, there was like, is there anything we can do? No, we got everything coming. But sometimes we can think we're getting the thing fixed, but we're causing other issues in our lives. But we need to call in a person to fix what it is that we believe is wrong. And one of the things that I've noticed, when you call somebody to come in and fix it, they will... Nine times out of ten, come up and say, now, you know you also have this wrong. Now, I will admit, some of them just trying to upsell. I ain't, I ain't, I'm not going to dissuade that, but I am going to tell you that sometimes what we see is not the problem. We see the result of the problem. But because a person has been trained and they have done this before, they know how this can occur and how to fix it. So let me bring this on into the scripture that we're talking about. In Ephesians, Paul is bringing out the fact that all of us have sinned. All of us have trespasses. All of us. All of us. All of us. Every single one. In Romans, he said, there's none righteous, not a one of us. But then, as I said, when we get to that fourth verse, we discover that he says something to this effect, but God, who is rich in mercy because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, even when we were dilapidated, messed up, decayed, and, and had all these things going wrong, he still loved us. And by grace, you have been saved. Now the thing about grace, you can't put a monetary value on it. You cannot figure out something to do in order to equate to it. You can't do anything but Accepted. It is a gift. A gift. It is a gift. But we are so smart, we believe that we need to do something in order to be acceptable to receive the gift. I have, I have talked to folks, I have interacted with folks, and they would tell me things to the effect, I can't accept Jesus right now because I need to quit smoking. I, I, I can't accept Jesus right now because I'm still going to the club and hanging out and chasing men, chasing women, whatever they're chasing. Uh, I, I can't do it just yet. I, I got to get this right. My favorite answer would be um, how's that working for you? Because if you're trying to stop something that you know you can't stop, but you try to convince yourself that you can stop, 
you are in a perilous state indeed. But God has provided us everything that we need in order to get not only the exterior renovated, but he always starts on the inside. The song says, Jesus on the inside, working on the outside. Oh, what a change in my life. See, we have gotten ourselves, uh, our mindset wrapped around what everybody sees. Jesus told Samuel, he said it like this, he said, you look at the outside, but I look at the heart. So God is looking at renovating our heart. That he's going, he says, in, uh, he told Jeremiah, he says, I'm going to take that heart of stone. And I'm going to give you a heart of flesh, a heart that lives and moves and breathes. See, that's a renovation you can't do. You can't give yourself a heart transplant. If you want to try, let me know because I want to make sure everything is right for your family when you try to do a heart transplant on yourself. And the funny thing is it ain't the heart that you, the thing that's pumping in your chest. It's your interbeing that he's referring to. You can't change the interbeing without being inter, uh, intervened by the one who created you. For by grace are we saved through faith. There's nothing that we can do to renovate ourselves. We have to accept what Jesus has done for us and realize that it's through him that all things are made new. There's a saying that you can put a lipstick on a pig, but you still ain't going to want to kiss it. Because we have to understand that this is a gift from God. Today, you can be renovated. You can be improved. You can be made complete and whole. But it's a gift from God. Now, one of the things that we have to understand about a gift is that if you don't accept it, you don't get it. As we have been celebrating today, and I've watched folks walk up and handing out the cards, and mom so graciously received them because it was a gift. And the person held it out, and she took it. I did not see anybody trying to snatch it back out of her hand or wrestling with her to try to make her jump. They didn't hold it up to make her jump to get it. They didn't put it low. They handed it graciously. And that is the same thing with God. He gives this grace with no strings attached. He gives this grace with no fine print, no, no underwriting, no deception. It is what it is. It is an unmerited favor and love towards us. Now, one of the things that we have to realize as I'm closing really quickly is the fact that 
Once you move into this renovation period, there is some maintenance that you have to do. I, I remember back in the day that when I used to think that all you had to do to a car was make sure that you had gas in it. Now once I bought older cars, I realized that that was a deception and a lie. And uh, I would be finding myself having to call tow trucks quite frequently. And they would say, all you had to do is if you'd have changed the oil, then you would have been. But you know, but, it, but there's some maintenance that needs to be done. And Paul brings this up in Romans, the 12th chapter. He says, listen, he says, we have to change our mind in order to fall in line with the renovation that God has given us. Because the world's definition of how to be renovated is to do what the world is doing. But what Paul says in the second verse, he says, don't be conformed to the world. Don't fall into their mold. Don't, don't, you don't do it the way the world does it. Because the world's focus is on you and yourself. And Jesus' focus, if you're in Christ, is for us to love our neighbor as ourselves. Y'all catch that in a minute. But it says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. We have to change our mind. We have to change the effect of our mind. We have to change the perceptions of our mind. We have to change to realize that the things that we've done in the past are not necessarily things that we need to be doing in the present or the future. But then he goes, I, I see the third verse. He says, for by the grace given to me. So Paul's saying, listen, I, I've received grace too. I'm not talking from what I've read. I'm talking about how I've lived. And because of that, I am able to tell you that when you receive this grace, it will change you in your entirety on how you do business with others. And so the whole context of the renovation under this series, Stories, is that we have to be able to articulate to others. I'm going to keep hitting this with you until you get it. It's three things that we need to make sure that we do. We have to be able to articulate how our life was before I encountered Jesus. How was my life before I encountered Jesus? What did it look like when Jesus transformed my life? And how is Jesus continuing to transform my life? We're constantly being renovated. We're constantly being made new. We're constantly being uh, increased in our faith, in our, in, our, in our understanding, in our comprehension of who God is. You know, uh, I've I heard, I, I didn't understand this when I was younger, but now I'm beginning to understand it. The old preacher used to tell me, the more I read this word, the more I realize I don't understand. And I was a little, little young guy, and I was like, I don't know what's wrong with you. I got this together. But as I started growing, I, I go look at some old scriptures that I had learned when I was little, and I'm like, I really was missing that back in the day. But as you grow, it causes you to expand, causes you to realize just how magnificent 
this grace is that we have received. And the renovation, folks say, the things I used to do, I don't do anymore. The places I used to go, I don't go no more. The friends I had, I don't have anymore. Because when you start changing, it starts changing everything around you. So I just want to encourage you today that grab hold of this process that you're going through. Don't be afraid to tell somebody, I'm, I'm being renovated. I got a renovation going on. It's constant. And it causes me to be better every day. Every day. Now listen, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus... You're definitely in need of a renovation. And the process is so simple. That, that is the thing. The process is so simple. The Bible says like this, that if you confess the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. Then a couple more verses on down, it says it like this. It says, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. That word saved means rescued, means delivered. And what God is saying is that you have a penalty against you. That penalty is called death. The result of sin is the penalty. Sin causes us to be separated from God. But he says, I have this gift of grace for you if you'll accept it. If you confess, if you believe, if you call upon me, I'll give it to you freely. No strings attached, no fine, uh, no fine print. We have to realize that God's got this thing stacked in your favor. You just have to accept it. And if you have decided to accept it, it's quite simple. Again, call upon the name of the Lord. Now, if you have done that today for the first time, we would love to help you along this journey. You can contact us at info at godshousecc.com. We have information that we want to put in your hands because this is not an individual event. This is a team event. Paul uses the, uh, uh, the analogy of a body and all its parts, and we would like to come alongside to help you to mature into being what God has called for you to be. Email us. We'll get this information to you. If you're local, we will get you here, assist you. If you're not, we will assist you in finding a place to hook up with other believers so you will not fight this battle by yourself. Because you also know with renovation, there, called, there comes a lot of work. There comes a lot of construction. There comes a lot of things that you will need assistance with. So we want the best for you, and we believe a renovation would do just that. A renovation of grace will take you to places that you've never gone before and give you peace about it in every situation. Well, friends and family, we done talked about the renovation. I hope you have had a great time. Hope something was said that will cause you to realize that God is doing something great in you. Until next week, God's blessings be upon you. In Jesus' name.